Welcome back to the Traders Improve podcast episode 201 and today we are talking about 11 skills and traits of world-class performers and how we can harness the power in our own trading. But first let me just quickly introduce myself. My name is Rolf and I am the co-founder of TradeCity.com where I've been providing trading education for the last six to seven years and I'm also the co-founder of edgewonk.com, which is an online trading journal. And I've been trading myself for over 15 years. Every Tuesday, I release a new YouTube video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tradesciety. And also I'm sharing a new podcast episode every week. Also, I have a new weekly trading newsletter and every Thursday, I'm sending out a brand new email with trading tips that I have never shared anywhere else before. The link to the newsletter is in also in the podcast description. But now let's get back to today's episode. And over the weekend, I binged the Netflix series Breakpoint and I was absolutely in love with the series. I want to watch it once again and I'm looking forward to part two, which is coming out in June. And it is the best mini series that I have watched in a long, long time. And especially when we're now gonna take a look at it in terms of trading and the insights it can provide, this can be a huge game changer and an eye opener. I also shared on Twitter or on the weekend when I was watching it that I think this is a must watch for every aspiring trader. However, I got a few replies from traders who seem to be a little bit confused because they didn't see the connection and the value. So in this podcast, I want to share the 11 best, most interesting insights that I took away from the series. And don't worry, I'm not spoiling anything for you. And you can still watch and enjoy the series after this podcast. And when watching the series, it struck me how many of the top 20, 50, 100 players we're talking about the mindset. There was very, very little talk during all the episodes about the actual technical skills of tennis, hitting the balls and all of those things. But what all the top players repeated over and over again was what separates the winner from the loser is the mental game and the mental aspect of tennis. And I found this really fascinating. A few years ago, I also read the biography of Andre Agassi, which is called Open, which is absolutely highly recommended. Last year, I read um, Nadal's um, biography, which is also a really good read. But let's get into the 11 takeaways and insights. First, and the first big similarity between trading and tennis is that it is a one-player sport. Obviously, unless you play a double in tennis, it is you standing alone on the court on one side and you're facing one opponent on the other side. You don't have a team and it's all up to you, which is obviously very similar. When you're sitting in front of your charts, it's all by yourself. You don't have a team, you have no one else rooting for you in your corner and it's all up to you. And the results are a direct consequence of your own actions or inactions. You cannot hide behind anyone else. You cannot blame anyone else. You can try to blame whoever you want. You can try to blame your broker, your markets, your dog, whoever you want. It's not going to matter. It's not going to make a difference. If you lose, it is because you were not good enough. And when you win, it was because you were better than the opponent and you beat your inner demons. Not more and not less. The second interesting insight is that when you lose and you know that you haven't given it your all, those losses hurt the most. 
So you always have to give it your all in the preparation, in your training, in your nutrition, when it comes to sleep, when it comes to the mindset preparation, but also during the game, during your trading, you will lose. There is no what ifs and buts around it, but losing the right way is the key. You want to lose in a way that you know you have done everything, that you couldn't have done anything better or differently. And those losses are acceptable and they don't do any mental damage. Number three, there's always a next ball to be played. And in trading, there's always a next trade. Those top players, the top 100, the top 200, whatever it was, they have games pretty much every week, every month, and they're playing hundreds and hundreds of, of games and balls over the course of a year. And yes, you can be happy about a recent win. You can be happy about a, a ball that you have won, but the next ball is going to come your way in a matter of a few minutes, maybe the next day. And you have to get ready immediately mentally to trade or play at your best. Otherwise, the last win can cause more harm than good. Obviously, in trading, this is also true, especially when you're a day trader. You have to make new decisions all the time. You may take three, four, five, six trades in a day and you can celebrate a win, of course. But if you let the win get to your head, then you're going to make very often suboptimal decisions. And the next trade, when you lose it, you know that you've messed it up. And the last win in the big picture doesn't even matter because it can cause more harm than good. Also, what I found really interesting, which is point four, is that the tennis players talked a lot about the momentum in the games. And they were referring to a string of losses and wins when one player feels extremely good and when he's on top of his game and the other one is currently stuck in a bad place in his mind, maybe after losing a ball and then the downward spiral begins. And they said that it's very important that you play every ball like your life depends on it. You have to put your heart into every ball because a single lost point can start a mental downward spiral and a single loss can easily cause you to lose a set or a complete match when you can't dig yourself out of the hole anymore. So you have to make sure that you always pay close attention, you give it your all, every ball in tennis and every trade and every trading decision in your trading really, really matters. And if you make a mistake in your trading, how often have I seen in other traders that this sets off a cascade of issues? You take one loss, you get a little bit frustrated, then on the next trade you are maybe not paying attention too much, maybe you're risking too much more than you should have, then you realize a bigger loss than you should have, suddenly you are down on the week, you want to catch up, and then bad things happen from there. So you have to make sure that every trade you perform at your best. And here's one very important difference when it comes to trading and tennis. Tennis players, when they are in a game, they cannot just walk away. They have to play the ball when it comes at them. When their opponent is hitting the ball, they have to return the ball. They have no choice. In trading, we have this huge benefit that if we don't feel good, if we feel emotional, if we feel tensed up, and if we feel pressure, we can just walk away. We don't have to trade. Nobody forces us. And this is a huge luxury that we have to utilize in trading a lot more. When you feel that you're not at your best, you close your platform, you get your mind off of trading and you try to do something else. You come back the next day, maybe even in a few hours, you cool off, you take your dog out, you go for a run, whatever it is, but you don't have to trade, which is, I think, the biggest difference that I found in tennis versus trading. Number five, the, tr the players always highlighted the importance of staying in the present moment. 
thinking about the big trophy that is waiting for you if you don't mess this up or thinking about the prize money that could change your life forever. It removes you from the present moment and you're not going to pay obviously as much attention. You are influenced also. Suddenly you're introducing a lot of pressures that absolutely don't have to do anything with the next ball you're playing. The ball that is coming your way, the only job you have to do is return it as you have done it so many hundreds and thousands of times and thinking about what could have happened, what may happen in the future, that's going to take you out of the present. In trading, obviously, as well, don't think about the money that you can lose. Don't think about the money that you can win. Don't think about um, what you can buy with it or what you could have bought with the money that you are about to lose. Just make sure that you are taking optimal trading decisions. The goal is to make the best trading decisions that you can currently and to repeat this many, many times. Number six, also a very important point, you have to be open for feedback even when it's something that you don't want to hear. And probably if you don't want to hear about some feedback, that's usually the thing that you need to hear the most about. At the highest level, all of the top players, obviously they have coaches and it is very important to surround yourself with not only yes people who only agree with you and everything that you say they just nod their heads and say how great you are. It is important that you have people around you who provide objective, critical feedback. In trading, we get the feedback from our mentors, but if you don't have a mentor, then the next best thing is a trading journal. And your trading journal and your data doesn't lie to you. It is always 100% objective, and all of your answers that you're looking for that will help you move from current stage to a successfully profitable trader are found in your trading journal. And many amateur traders avoid the journaling, not only because it is manual work and they are lazy or they procrastinate, but also because they prefer not to face their own faults and mistakes. So one big difference between the winners and the losers is that the winners actively seek feedback and they are looking for ways to improve their trading, whereas the amateurs, they are often avoiding it. Number seven, you need a, a positive and a supporting environment to be able to unfold and trade or play at your with your best potential. You have to avoid stressors in your life or you have to deal with the stressors that are currently there in your life and you have to work on removing them. You have to build a positive support network around you. Don't talk to negative people that only want to pull you down. Don't consume negative content. It's really important that you surround yourself with positivity and this will make a huge difference in your overall mindset. Number eight, pressure can be good to help you bring out your best. Some of the players said that when they don't feel any pressure before a game, they are often not having enough tension and they're not paying attention to the details and to their game and they're then not taking it seriously enough. However, on the other side, too much pressure can also make you freeze and you will only stay in your head and you won't be able to utilize your skills. So you have to find the right balance uh, when it comes to pressure. Pressure is often also self-made. Pressure comes very often, as I've mentioned so many times, from our expectations and the goals that we set to, our, uh, to ourselves. If we set unrealistically high goals that are absolutely not grounded in reality, this can completely debilitate our abilities because they are not realistic to achieve. Instead, 
You look for things that you have total control over. You try to get into this process-oriented mindset where you determine your goals based on the process, things that are absolutely under control in your trading and in your life. And this will empower you to move forward because you see that you have a direct impact on your goals. If you have a goal, for example, I want to make 20% per month, Obviously, that's a very arbitrary and random goal. You have absolutely no control over how many trades you're going to get. You have no control over how those trades will play out. So this is a, tra a goal that is absolutely useless. Instead, have a goal of performing your best, making every trading decision as good as you can. Make every trading decision without making a mistake. In Edgewong, for example, this will be done with the tilt meter and the efficiency you can right away see did you make a mistake in your trade execution or not. And this is a much better goal. The better your trade quality, the better your results ultimately also will be. What I found really interesting because it's something that I am absolutely fascinated with is that many of the top players talk about themselves in the third person. And this is a form of detachment. It can help to remove you from the source of the issue that you're currently dealing with and it can help you see things much clearer because what happens is when we are faced with a problem or we are currently stuck in some kind of situation where we are having problems, amateurs stay usually stuck in their heads and they only think about in, in terms of I, how can I get out of this, what should I do, this is such a big problem, I will never be able to deal with that. However, zooming out and seeing it from the outside and asking yourself what would be the best optimal decision Rolf what you should be doing Rolf maybe this is the right approach to do us maybe let's try it that way and this also ties in with a very interesting effect which I've been trying to research it's called the Solomon effect and this refers to the concept that obviously we always know what the right answer should be when it's about someone else when we look at our brother, when we look at a friend, when we look at a coworker, we always have a pretty good understanding of what they should be doing when they are stuck in a, in a problem or dealing with a problem. However, when it comes to us, we are very bad at listening to our own advice. So with the Solomon um, effect, you zoom out and you look at your situation in terms of someone else and you try to observe it objectively. And this is also done with the detachment when you talk uh, about yourself or to yourself in the third person and you remove the I. Number 10, every player is different and every player requires a different approach and routines that may help him, her to play at their best. And I found this really fascinating in the Netflix series as well. They were following obviously so many different tennis players, but the tennis players were really different and some of them prefer quietness, other needed muse music, other needed a lot of distractions around them. Some needed their family around them, some needed to be on their own, some players needed to listen to music, others needed quietness, some of them needed a fixed routine that never differs and some of them like to mix it up. However, everyone is unique. And what I found here important is that you don't try to copy someone else blindly. Just because something is working for someone else, it doesn't mean that it will also work for you. So try to experiment, try to see what helps you get yourself in the optimal state of mind. Is it working out early in the morning? Is it working out late in the afternoon? Is it waking up and not grabbing your phone, instead listening to music? Is it sitting in the sun in the morning, meditating, going for a walk, 
having a breakfast, not eating, whatever it is, but try to see what brings you in the best state of mind, what is something that helps you trade and just live at your best level. And number 11, if you only have one reason to wake up in the morning and one thing that dominates your whole life, even a small loss or even a small issue can cause huge damage mentally. Obviously, the top performers in the Netflix series, they are obviously all of their life is dominated by tennis or for the most part at least. And when this is the case and you're not seeing the results that you're after, this can often set you off for a lot of issues. Some of the players even talked about the depression or just being stuck mentally in a very bad place. And I've seen it in trading as well that especially new young traders, they put all of their eggs in one basket. Suddenly trading is their whole life and it's everything that dominates their thinking, their daily schedule, everything they talk about, read about, think about is only trading, trading, trading. But your results in the beginning they will not be great. And if you see that what all that you are doing, you're making also maybe a lot of sacrifices in your daily life, and then you have bad results in your trading, this can be very, very destructive mentally. So I think it's very important that you don't spread yourself too thin, but you try to have other things in your life that interest you, that bring you happiness, that you are engaging with on a daily or weekly basis. You don't neglect your social circle. And I found this really, really helpful to balance things out. And then when you hit a losing streak, when the trading is not going as great as you would like it to be, it's not such a big deal because you have other areas in your life that bring you joy and you can pick yourself up much, much faster. So those were my 11 takeaways. I hope some of the things resonated with you. I hope I could spark some interest. I would really recommend that you also take a look at the Breakpoint Netflix series and look at it in the right context. Now, after the 11 points, I think you have a good idea of what to pay attention to. And I would really be interested to hear from you. If you watch the, the series and the videos, let me know what you think about it. Reach out on Twitter, send me an email, and I look forward to hearing from you.